Charles Elford, a British playwright, was bowled over. He just knew there was a tremendous story to tell when he discovered the music of composer Samuel Coleridge Taylor. Elford tells us, on April 7, 2004, an article by critic Norman Lebrecht marking the release of Coleridge Taylor's Violin Concerto appeared in the London Evening Standard. It likened the success of the cantata Hiawatha from the 1890s by Coleridge Taylor to the success of Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber's musicals today. The article gave a fascinating insight into the life of a man I knew nothing about and yet felt I should have known, especially as I was born so close to where Coleridge Taylor lived and worked and died. But forgivable too, perhaps, because long before 2004, Samuel Coleridge Taylor had undeservedly faded, almost without a trace. I started to dig, and his remarkable story began to reveal itself. A mixed-race composer born to an unmarried white English woman in Victorian England in the wake of the Great Exhibition of 1851, with all the turbocharged technological advancements of the day being made. Change, mechanization, the new emergent middle classes, suburbs, and the concept of commuting, the Royal Albert Hall, the Crystal Palace, the Titanic. His story also seemed so modern in terms of the relentless overwork, financial struggle, low self-esteem, and devastating tragedy. And yet his enduring, sunny, optimistic, and modest demeanor endured and made everyone who knew him love him. I poured over the books by his wife and daughter, and these quickly became my principal sources for a story I felt compelled to tell. And that's how Charles Elford found the life and music of Samuel Coleridge Taylor so compelling that he wrote a book titled The Black Mahler. Joseph Horowitz goes on to tell us about Coleridge Taylor and America. Coleridge Taylor entered the Royal College of Music at 15. His 1898 cantata, Hiawatha's Wedding Feast, composed when he was all of 22, was a sensation on both sides of the Atlantic. Antony Dvorak was an obvious influence on the young Coleridge Taylor, but black music was not. He began his creative life as a highly accomplished, highly acclaimed British composer who happened to be black. Then, still in England, he met such African-American luminaries as Bob Cole, W.E.B. Du Bois, Paul Lawrence Dunbar, James and J. Rosamond Johnson, and the leader of the Fisk Jubilee Singers. A landmark Coleridge Taylor composition was his 24 Negro Melodies for Solo Piano, composed in England but printed in Boston in 1905. Encouraged by Harry Burley, by Dunbar and Booker T. Washington, Coleridge Taylor had become part of the Dvorak legacy. Du Bois looked to Coleridge Taylor as a beacon, the black musical genius who would take the lead in adapting the sorrow songs of the South for symphony and opera. And it was Dvorak's former student, William Arms Fisher, at Oliver Ditson and Company, who published those 24 melodies. Coleridge Taylor's two visits to Washington, D.C., were peak moments in the early 20th century history of African-American culture in that city. Nationally, the Musical Courier, a central repository of American musical opinion, reported of Coleridge Taylor's 1904 D.C. sojourn, 
the general impression in regard to the enterprise is of wonder and admiration, inspiring hope and ambition in many directions, the benefits of which cannot be sufficiently estimated. That from critic Joseph Horowitz in his recent study, Dvorak's Prophecy. The Northeastern Pennsylvania Philharmonic is inviting us to discover the immense talents of Samuel Coleridge Taylor and to celebrate the joyful music of Antonin Dvorak, about whom we just heard there was some influence on Coleridge Taylor. And that's November 5th at the Abington Heights High School as the first Masterworks concert of the season under the direction of conductor and music director Melise Brunet. Nancy Sanderson, executive director of the Northeastern Pennsylvania Philharmonic, paid a visit to the WVIA studios to talk with us about the concert and the opening of the season. Nancy, you opened the 2022-2023 season in September with a Broadway bash produced by Scott Coulter, and the momentum continues into the November concert. Tell us about the response and how wonderful it was to start the season as you did. It, it really was. The music was so good, and it was varied. Um, Scott has done a number of our Pops concerts. He's a great producer and arranger. And every one of his shows is different. And all of his performers are just top-notch Broadway singers in New York. And it was exciting. Melise and Scott just click. They're, they're so synchronized. So it was, it was great fun. And the Scranton Prep Theater was beautiful. It was really so nice. And they were so welcoming. So the whole experience just turned out to be a perfect start to year 51. <laughs> to be able to say that. And let's start with location as we talk about your upcoming concert on the 5th. It's going to be at Abington Heights High School. And there were several reasons why we decided to bring the concert to the Abingtons because they're always coming to us. And we have loads of loyal patrons from Clark Summit, Waverly area, and we wanted to do that, and we wanted to do it at that particular high school because they have such a strong string program, and so they can observe rehearsals, and we're going to give the students a master class with our violin soloist. And the other thing is, and this is becoming more and more important, is there's great parking. And, you know, in some of these wonderful venues, there's just not ample parking, and it frustrates our patrons. So it's just going to be a nice night. And what's great about it is it's general admission, so that the tickets are affordable, and we hope to see a lot of people there. Tell yeah. us about how the program is going to unfold. Well, we'll begin with the Overture to the Magic Flute, and it is just a playful, joyful overture. And it's been fun for me. On television, there's a commercial with the Overture to Figaro, and it's so funny because all of a sudden... Mozart's music is becoming accessible to everyone. And so we wanted to bring that accessibility to this concert. And it's just such a positive way to start things off. High spirits. That's right. That's right. And then we'll move to 
Coleridge Taylor's Violin Concerto. And it is a breathtaking piece. That's the only way I can think to describe it because there are moments that are so tender and expressive and the violin just sings like the human voice. It is so beautiful. Uh, Now, Coleridge Taylor was a black composer who lived in England and he studied composition at the Royal College of Music with his teacher who studied under Gustav Holtz and Ralph Vaughan Williams. And so those influences are very apparent in his music. He really was one of the first black composers to be recognized. And he traveled all over the world and three tours in America. And it's so sad that he died of pneumonia at age 37. And I just think, what music did we not get to hear of his because of such an untimely death? But it's wonderful music, and as orchestras in America are wanting to be more inclusive, his music is becoming more and more popular, and I'm so happy about that because it's quality stuff. (laughs) And our soloist for that is Katya Muller, and she's only 18 years old. I just think everyone would be so excited to hear her play. I was reading her bio to come and talk with you today, Erica, and she's won over 20 competitions internationally that are adults competing. She really has established an important career, and she's in her first semester of college now. She's at Juilliard, you know, of course she is, but she's uh, soloed with many symphony orchestras, This is a person who will have a huge career. You know, maybe another Midori where people just refer to her by Katya. But she's she's destined for greatness. And I'm so happy that we are able to have her here with us and that we can take pride in the fact that we were one of the orchestras that discovered her first. Now, are there provisions through the generosity of some of your patrons that make young artists' appearances with the orchestra possible? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. The Henkelman family, who are known uh, in the Clark Summit area, their daughter went to Abington High School, so they gave money to establish a fund called the Emerging Artist Series. And so that fund is there to bring in Katya. She's definitely going places. And she will be the one that will be giving a master class at Abington High School. And I think that it will be so meaningful for an 18-year-old senior in high school to see an 18-year-old giving that master class. It's just got to have such a huge impact on their passion and on their determination. Do we know where she's from, Katya Muller? Is she an American? She's an American. She lives in Iowa City. She used to take lessons at the University of Chicago, but now, of course, she's at Juilliard. And and that's how Melise met her, because Melise is at the University of Iowa. And so I can't really claim that Katya is my discovery. She's really Melise's discovery. Was it Melise who said, I want to do Dorjok, or you all came together and said, well, what can we do on this program? We were seeing that, I don't want to sound cliche, but we were seeing that this was forming into a really feel-good concert. And we thought, how can we just completely take it over the top? And a Dvorak is the best way. This Eighth Symphony is just so positive and fun and melodic, everything. It's, it's just wonderful. Dvorak, at the time, the Eighth Symphony was his most well-received symphony, which I think is interesting. Melis has wonderful instincts. 
And not just to make her interpretation different, she hears and sees things in scores that many people miss. That's right. And that's why our orchestra members enjoy playing under her direction so much, because they know that they're going to get a depth to the interpretation that takes the work to another level. Also, this concert would be just a wonderful one to take in if you haven't been to live music since COVID or for a while before COVID. And Melise says she enjoys interacting with the audience. So she stays around to talk, answer questions, and connect. Oh, absolutely. Yes, definitely. And it will be nice for her to, to meet and greet with the students as well. This is about young people as much as our patrons. And I'd like to just add a little note of mystery to this. We're having our good friends from WVIA join us so that we can make a collaborative announcement together. We're really excited about what we have to tell you. So do join us on the 5th so that you can be part of this special announcement. Oh, Nancy, you make it sound so intriguing and mysterious at the same time. Good, good. (laughs) It's a wonderful announcement to make. It's very positive, and we'd love our friends and patrons to be with us. Oh, go to the concert for the breaking news. We hope you'll be there. It's the Masterworks concert at the Abington Heights High School in Clark Summit on Saturday, November 5th at 8 p.m., discovering Katja Muller and Nancy Sanderson, executive director of the Northeastern Pennsylvania Philharmonic, was here at the studio to invite us to come, as she just did. And on the program, it's the Overture to the Magic Flute by Mozart and this Grand Symphony by Dvorak, the joy-filled Symphony Number no. 8. And then Katja Muller, the young violinist, the violin concerto in G minor by Samuel Coleridge-Taylor will be featured as well. For more information on the web, N-E-P-A-P-H-I-L dot org, N-E-P-A-P-H-I-L dot org, or call the box office, 270-4444, area code 570-270-4444. That's the upcoming Masterworks concert to be presented by the Northeastern Pennsylvania Philharmonic under the direction of Melis Brunet. And it's Saturday, November 5th at 8 p.m. at Abington Heights High School in Clark Summit, Mozart's Overture to the Magic Flute, the Violin Concerto in G Minor with the young violinist Katja Muller, and we're invited to discover the uh, lovely music of Samuel Coleridge-Taylor. And after intermission, it's Symphony No. 8 by Antin Dvorak. For more information on the web, N-E-P-A-P-H-I-L dot org.